It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Tuesday. I'm James Rapine. It's great to be with you on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Stitcher, and honestly, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out LockedOnBengals.com right now. Plenty of our writers are back at it, writing, working, trying to deliver the best Bengals content. I know Zim wrote about the draft today. He has 10 draft commandments, and that's posted out, LockedOnBengals.com, as is Solomon Tentman's Prospect Spotlight and Mock Draft 3.0. Check it out, LockedOnBengals.com. A lot to get to today, and I caught up with Dan Orlovsky, and it's One of those things where we hit the weekend and I didn't get to go to it. So Dan Orlovsky, obviously he's the guy who ran out of the back of the end zone in 2008 (laughs) for Detroit. And um, that was uh, the first 0-16 team ever. I bet you – see, I should have asked Dan if he's happy now that there's another team that went 0-16. I didn't ask him that. I did dive into quarterback prospects with him. I did talk to him about Lamar Jackson. I did talk to him about the Bengals quarterbacks, including A.J. McCarron, because a lot of you and a lot of Bengals fans out there feel like A.J. McCarron is potentially better than Andy Dalton. But the first thing I asked Dan Orlovsky was about the Bengals starting quarterback, about Andy Dalton. You guys know how I feel about him. He's stable. He's all right. He's not great. I'm certainly not afraid to criticize him. Here's Dan Orlovsky's thoughts on the one, the only, the Red Rifle. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably one of the people who think he's pretty good. You know, the reality of the quarterback position in the NFL is there's just not a ton that are great. I mean, it's the reason why that those guys who are the top six, seven, eight can demand the money they, they can because they're the top eight people on the planet, you know. And so the next grouping, that top, you know, 15 to 17, which probably somewhere Andy falls in there, are still really good. They're just not. Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. So I think he's a pretty good quarterback, a pretty good starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think kind of his play is proven that, you know, I, he is who he is. I, I still think that's, a, you know, a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, the, the way I fall on, on Andy is he gives the Bengals stability. Uh, and a lot of teams would love to have a stability at the starting quarterback position. Cleveland's been looking for it for, for the past 20 years. And the Bengals have that. But to me, I would always continue, and maybe I'll ask it this way, if you're running a franchise and you had a quarterback like Andy Dalton, would you always be on the hunt for that next quarterback? Would you entertain the idea of drafting one early, first round, second round, if you thought that the potential was there that you could find someone better? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we I don't want to like say that last year what happened with the Eagles is a perfect example, but... You know, you should always, it depends. If you trust the people in your organization, like if you've got somebody as a scout that you feel really understands the quarterback position and you trust their opinion on guys, then absolutely. Because if you've got somebody like that and they can continuously prove themselves to find guys that are good at that position 
the number one commodity in the NFL is for a general manager is to have a quarterback that somebody else wants. And if you could have two guys on your roster that don't not only give you stability and comfort when they need to go play, but also as we we find out year in and year out, teams will pay premiums for other teams' quarterbacks. And so if you, I think you're always on that journey, no matter how good your guy is, is to continually find that position to play at a high level for multiple reasons, because of injury, but also because of assets. And so I think that is something important. We've seen organizations kind of have that mindset, and it's been successful for them. We're joined by 12-year NFL veteran Dan Orlovsky. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky7. And Dan, the, the reason uh, I knew I had to get you on the moment I did was when you posted a video of A.J. McCarron, and it was before free agency had started, and we had found out he was going to be a free agent, and you posted a video, and it was basically showing some positive snaps, a, a few positive things that you saw on film when looking at McCarron. There is a huge, huge A.J. McCarron fan club here in Cincinnati what did you think about him ultimately ending up with the Bills, or the contract he got, and what do you think uh, as far as success goes for A.J. McCarron, how successful he'll be? Yeah, you know, when I went into it, when I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to look at all the free agent quarterbacks, and the reality is I've seen all kinds of them in the NFL over a long period of time, and, you know, that's all I did was watch tapes. You saw what guys were good or what made them good and what made guys struggle, so you know, when I went to watch AJ, I had a kind of a preconceived notion or a, an idea of what I was going to see, and I was the tape proved me wrong. You know, I thought I was going to see a guy who was just kind of cautious with the football and check down Charlie and and make sure I don't lose the game. And I was really impressed with his aggressiveness downfield. I was impressed with his, you know, game from the the neck up. You know, he showed me that he understood, you know, everyone uses the phrase processing information when it comes to the quarterback position, but no one knows really what it means. And, you know, I think it means that you understand the play that you have offense. And I know that sounds silly, but could you imagine having to do something different every 35 seconds mentally for 70 straight plays while getting hit, you know? And so that's a big deal is to understand what you've got offensively and the the problem that you have and the opportunity that you have, and then vice versa, what the defense is giving to you and the problem from the defense and the opportunity. And I thought on tape he showed to really have good command of that, and I was impressed with that, that he had a plan every single play. That's a big deal in the NFL at the quarterback position because you've got to be a great problem solver. I was impressed with his eyes. He looked like he understood what was going on with the defense and, and who he needed to try and manipulate on certain plays. So, you know, I think that for the body of work that he, he showed – I was in, I thought I thought highly of what I saw, and I think that given opportunity, he's. I don't think he's going to be your guys like I had mentioned your top six or seven in the world, but I think that the things that he did show that matter to NFL quarterbacks, your brain and your your ability to go through that plan and go through that process efficiently and consistently, he could be a top eighteen twenty guy in the NFL. I truly think that because all the other things are there for him. Now, going to Buffalo, they're obviously going to probably, I would imagine they're going to draft a kid. And so how that situation shakes out, you never know. But I do think that it's a relatively good fit. Day ball system will be a little bit more opened up coming from Alabama and the spread offense. Uh, For for quarterbacks sometimes in the NFL, for a lot of players, but for quarterbacks, so, so much about opportunity. And if he gets an opportunity to play a little bit in Buffalo, I think there's reason to believe he can become a 
quote-unquote solid NFL starter. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dan Orlovsky joining us. I'm James Erpine. This is ESPN 1530. And yeah, I, I looked at it and I think I'm with you on AJ McCarron because there, there was a clamoring for him to start, especially at the end of the year of the 2017 season, just because the Bengals were eliminated from the playoffs. And I somewhat defended the Bengals just because I thought that at best, A.J. McCarron probably ends up around where Andy Dalton is. And yeah. why why bench and, and potentially hurt Andy Dalton's confidence? At the same time, I was curious because he did show potential a couple years ago, and he's only started five games. So I, I was going back and forth on whether or not A.J. McCarron should get a shot the final couple games after they were eliminated or not. Yeah, and for me, you know, sometimes when I'm looking at quarterbacks, I almost look at it like a golf swing. You know, golf swing, you hear it so often talked about, it's a game of misses, and you've got to find the flaws within the swing. Well, that's what sometimes I look at quarterbacks is, like, the first thing I try to find is the flaws. Like, are there really red flag flaws? And for me, it's more, it's it's a non-physical thing that I look for rather than a physical thing. Because if you look at the top 10 or 12 quarterbacks in the NFL, it almost looks like an EKG, you know, it's, it's going to be all over the place. There's not, we don't live in a, this guy's a prototype anymore world. You know, you can come in all shapes and sizes and abilities nowadays. So for me, when I'm looking at those guys, I'm trying to find, you know, AJ McCarron, if I look at him, what really, what, what can I say is his flaw right now? And the biggest thing that I can point to is body of work. That's the, really the number one flaw. I think there's a little bit of beauty in the unknown for him. But you just you can't sit here and go, man, he's got really bad feet. No, he, he doesn't have a strong enough arm. Yes, he does. He's got bad eyes. No, because his tape proves that he does. He's got good eyes. He doesn't stand what's going on. Yes, he does. His tape proves he understands what's going on. So not that that's you know, a guaranteed success, but I do think when you look at him, you go, okay, the, there's nothing concerning to me about his game. So I'm only encouraged by the things that I saw. And I think Buffalo probably got him at a pretty good number from what I remember. So I think that they've got to be looking at it going, okay, we we're really excited because not only we're going to have a young draft pick, but we've got a young, relatively younger guy that got a little bit of NFL experience, but we think his his potential to grow and get better is is significantly higher than most. Yeah, I think he got a, a two-year, $10 million deal, which in my mind, I was like, well, that's potentially that's just high-end backup money. <laughs> so that's that's good for the Bills just to take a flyer. On yeah. AJ McCarron. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, uh, Orlovsky joining us on Twitter at Dan Orlovsky7. You mentioned the draft, and I have to ask you about the draft. Who it, Do you have a favorite quarterback in this draft? Yeah, I do. And it's it's gotten to Sam Darnold, and it's kind of grown for me a little bit far and away. Sam Darnold, you know, Sam Darnold has kind of traits that you cannot coach into a guy. And, you know, I've, I've deemed it kind of he's got this magical sloppiness where everything he does is a little bit sloppy. And sometimes that sloppy leads to bad stuff, but that sloppy, that magic stuff is something you can't, you can't coach. He's got this creativeness and arm angle ability to make some throws. 
that are really special. You know, I love the fact that, and for me, it's a big deal. You've got to be able to judge the angles and speeds and how your guys run their routes because guys run routes differently and windows in the NFL are smaller and they happen quicker. And so you've got to really be able to have that trait and not a lot of guys do. And Darnold's tape kind of shows that he does that. I'm going to, on my Twitter in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to put out some, some shots of him making some throws that are really impressive. And then probably my favorite thing about him is he doesn't need to have per- perfect feet to be accurate. And that's a big deal to me because going to get drafted early, you're probably going to go to a bad team, which I would assume means you don't have a great offensive line. And two, NFL pockets, are they, they get shrunk on you. They get pushed back, and so your feet aren't always going to be perfect. So when you can be perfect with bad feet or accurate with, with poor feet, I can certainly coach you to be better with your feet. And then, you know, for me, I just think you can get more refined with your feet. And if I, could, if I know you're accurate with bad feet, I know you could be even more accurate with good feet. So for those reasons, that's why I like his game the most. Yeah, I, I totally get you. I, I talk to a lot of people, and it feels like uh, analysts, uh, former players, current players, they, they all think that, that Sam Darnold should be up there. One that I think has gotten a, a lot of scrutiny, there's mixed reviews on him. He could go one, he could drop in the draft, is Josh Rosen. Do you think that people are picking him apart a little too much, or, or what do you make of all the, not that there's a ton, but even Baker Mayfield as well, just this draft process and the the vetting and the, the headlines and how things kind of go viral in the media, what do you make of all of that uh, surrounding Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen? Well, no, I think you have to pick them apart. I mean, you're trying, there's 32 CEOs, you know, and they're, these are billion-dollar companies, and so you you want to make the right decision. This is a big decision for every franchise, so I think you do go about that. To being being honest with you, James, I think there's a a lacking in the ability to judge the quarterback position or scout the quarterback position because there's just not a lot of people who know what it takes to play that position at a high level in the NFL. And there's different ways to do it. And so you've got to you've got to get these guys with not only these physical skill sets but the mental skill set. And not a lot of people know what that takes. And that's not a knock on these people. It's just the reality. And so I think that's part of it. You know, Josh Rosen displays so much positive within his game. You know, to be, to be accurate, consistent in the NFL, you've got to play in rhythm. And he's the most rhythmic guy in this draft class. Everyone talks how efficient he is. He is. But the rhythm that he plays in within the offense and the timing of him himself in the pocket with his feet tied to concept is really what allows him to play, play at a really good level. The thing that I love about him, and this is a big deal, it depends on what team he goes to offensively, but his every time he, he gets a play call and he breaks the huddle, you can tell that he's got a plan with what he's going to do. He, you know, I mentioned process before. He's got a plan to get through his process, and it happens very quickly for him. And you can't manufacture that. You can't, that's not something you can speed up at the NFL level because that is it, – it's another example of that in the NFL, things get more complex and harder. And so your, your ability to do that is not going to get faster quickly. You know, so mm-hmm. I love that trait about him. And I, the, the negative stuff that people say about him, I think, is just pure ignorance. You know, with Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield's a guy that I do think he needs to be in a little bit more of a specific scheme. He's got some really cool traits, you know, the creativity that he's got his ability to be accurate and kind of like some small spaces and thrown on the run and be creative with stuff is really, really good. But he needs to play with space. He needs to be in a little bit more of a 
a spread out offense because, you know, at Oklahoma, they did some really cool stuff with him of creating or manufacturing some offense for him and some easier throws. You don't see him on table out, like playing in rhythm within the pocket. And for me, that I, I wouldn't ask, it wouldn't be fair for me to ask him to do that, you know? So I do think he's got traits that you've got to look at and go, huh? You know, the off the field, I was immature at his age, too. You know, maturity comes from having somebody in front of you and watching and learning. So it's, it's not, is he mature, but is he willing to become mature? And if, that, if the answer is yes, then I think it, he's worthy of really kind of looking into in the first round. Dan Orlovsky is our guest, and let me ask you about the first round because the Bengals have the 21st pick, and obviously Sam Darnold's, the Josh Allens, probably even the Josh Rosens and, and Baker Mayfield, they could all potentially be gone uh, by the time the Bengals are on the clock. But is there, it, whether it's a Lamar Jackson or maybe a Mason Rudolph, anyone like that where you think maybe the Bengals should consider knowing what they have in Andy Dalton, but they are looking for a backup potentially in, in day one or day two of the draft, a, a quarterback that you might think that should be on their radar? Yeah, you know, I would say if if there was a, a situation where Lamar Jackson fell to the second round, I think a lot of teams are going to have to entertain looking into him because he's got such a rare skill set that – but he needs time, and he needs time, and the Bengals are afforded that with Andy Dalton and, you know, now having Matt Barkley signed as a backup, he needs time. And so – if, if that was if, if that was the case and he fell, I don't think you're out of out of question. Going okay, is this something that we we need to look into and, and allow this kid, this really special talent, to sit for a couple years, work on the flaws of the red flags that I had mentioned, and see if he grows into something over the next two or three years. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's Lamar Jackson's pro day was yesterday. He didn't run the forty yard dash. Do you think he's just? Not running because he wants to to show he could prove himself as a as a thrower and not as a wide receiver like some have speculated. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's smart for him. You know, watch, look at look at me run on film, guys. <laughs> there is no one questioning me. My, I mean, Michael Vick <laughs> is saying, "Wow, look at this guy run." So, no, there's no issues whether I run four four zero, four four five, four five zero, four five five. Either way, I'm fast. So I get it. I think it's smart by him to say, "I'm not going to run." I don't. If a team needs to see me run right now, then, you know, we, we've got bigger bigger issues going on. So, you know, hopefully yesterday at the pro day he threw it well and, and kind of fixed some of the things that didn't stand out for him at the combine. But I still, again, I always go back to this. There's just not a lot of people on the planet that are like that. And so, but you've got to be patient with them. You've got to be fair and willing to be patient with them. That's the big thing. He's Dan Orlovsky. Final question for you, Dan. As far as Odell Beckham Jr. goes, and there's so much talk about him and, and whether he gets traded or not, from a quarterback's perspective, what what is it like when, when you have a receiver like Odell Beckham who's obviously a game-changer but at the same time can be a distraction at times? Yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's not difficult. It presents a challenge. And remember I had said, said earlier, one of the greatest things a quarterback needs to do is be really good at problem-solving. And so you're going to have teammates. They're different people. Everyone's an individual. It's a high-stress environment, and it's an alpha male environment. So you've got to be able to handle guys like that and massage guys like that. And it's a great trait. I always said one of the greatest things that Matthew Stafford does in Detroit is he can just handle all that stuff in such a good way. And that's, you know, when I 
said before, not a lot of people understand what it, you know, what it takes to play this position the highest level. That's part of it. And so, you know, for me, Odell is such a incredible talent. I don't find him to be a bad teammate. Now, I was never teammates with him, but everyone who talks about being a teammate with him raves about him. They rave about his work ethic. And so, for that, I mean, if you have a guy who, one, has a dog-like work ethic and is willing to work, loves football, and then performs at the level he does, if you're a quarterback, you, you figure it out. You, you make sure right incredible relationship you know but but lead and and handle it and so you know it it just presents something that again to be one of those top eight nine guys in the world you've got to have that unique skill set to be able to kind of control manage handle however however we want to phrase it he's dan orlovsky really good twitter follow at dan orlovsky seven dan i appreciate the time man thanks for coming on Thanks for having me, James. Good stuff there from Dan Orlovsky. He's on Twitter, at Dan Orlovsky7. I caught up with him on ESPN 1530 last week. I thought that was good insight, good quarterback talk. Um, one thing uh, I think, and I, I will say this, I think that the Bengals are going to consider a quarterback on day two. You want, you want your draft nuggets, there's one. I don't know if it will happen. I don't know specifically who, Um Obviously, the draft is still a ways away, so we'll see. With that being said, they have three picks on day two. If there's a quarterback they like, I could see them doing that because, in my mind, round two, round three, that's your prime spot for a center. I think they could do potentially a guard in that realm, too, if they decide to take a center in round one. Then what? Then quarterback, depending on who falls, and usually there's a quarterback that falls – What if they picked a quarterback in round two? It wouldn't be the craziest thing. It wouldn't be the craziest thing. And and I don't think for one second that the Bengals are going to go into the the regular season, into training camp, with a guy by the name of Matt Barkley as their legitimate number two option. I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to today's Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com and do me a favor. Subscribe to this podcast. We do it every single day. You get your daily Bengals fix right here on Twitter at James Rapine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you can get Locked On Bengals. Until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.